0: Optimum Vobus presents Lighthearted Leadership with Dr. Lizette Warner. I'm Lizette Warner, scientist, leader, mom, executive coach to busy professionals here to bring you a lighthearted perspective to the latest leadership news and trends that can help you boost your health, your career, and your own satisfaction. On today's show, we're going to explore how to schedule a mini break. Recently, the BBC had a story on why we buy into the cult of overwork, and LinkedIn followed that up with stories on how rising and grinding is bad for you. I guess that depends on how you define it, because if you rise and grind me up some coffee, I'm going to be a happy little host. Let me tell you, breaks, that's what we're going to be talking about. Breaks are important, whether they're scheduled or impromptu, and we're going to dive into how you can be upwardly mobile, successful just by cultivating breaks. That and more on today's episode of Lighthearted Leadership with Lizette. That's me. Thank you. Thanks for joining us here at Lighthearted Leadership for breaking episode number seven, the one about breaks. Today's going to be all about the break, about mini breaks, breakups, what they are, not breakups, (laughs) how to schedule them, not breakups. Let's not schedule breakups. This is not this show. It's a different show. So we're going to explore the cycle of work and break so that we can reconnect you to your power, your purpose, your passion, so that you can skyrocket however you define it. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. A few words of show wisdom for you i will post all the links to the articles that i talk about today on the show they're going to be in the show notes and i suppose since i talk about show notes i should tell you you can find my show notes at lightheartedleadership.com anything i say today and lord only knows what's going to come out of my mouth today but anything i say is for your learning for your laughter and for developing your lighthearted muscles Any actions or inactions that you take, they're all yours and they're best implemented under the direction of an experienced master break practitioner or executive coach. Take your pick. I am Dr. Lizette Warner, in case you missed it, I'm an executive coach and your guide today as we journey through one of the top five reasons CEOs seek me out for coaching. Actually they don't come to me for journeying through the unexplored territory of breaks, but. If you get this skill down, it's gonna lift your skills from managing conflict, listening, delegating, sharing leadership, and so much more. We're gonna start and end our journey today with a famous physicist. That's right, we're hopping straight on the physics train. All right, welcome to this episode all about breaks. As I said, today we're talking about breaks, mini breaks, Big breaks, not really breakups, but everything about breaks. And before we launch into talking about breaks and and actually taking one ourselves, because I have to model good behaviors for my clients. So we're going to take a break here ourselves on the show. I want to ask you, do you know how Albert Einstein, famous physicist, told you we were going to talk about physics, how Albert Einstein discovered the special theory of relativity back in 1905. It's been over 100 years. Can you believe that? It was from a thought experiment when he was 16. And the thing is, it didn't end there. It took him seven long years of work. And speaking of work, he was known to put in 10 hours of work, six days a week, and here's maybe something you didn't know about his long work week. It included breaks, and we're gonna talk about that. In fact, I have a wonderful quote from him, and I wanna share this with you. It isn't really about the breaks. I've got two quotes today. This this one is his appreciation of what breaks gave him. So he has this beautiful quote of, and it it, it begins, the intuitive mind is a sacred gift, and the rational mind is a faithful servant. We live in a society that honors the servant and has forgotten the gift. The intuitive mind, he called it a sacred gift. And the rational mind, the part of the mind that, that can focus on rational thought, And imagine here, you know, highly educated, very technical roles, concentrating all of that concentration. Ian McGilchrist, famed psychologist, will tell us that that happens on the left side of the brain. He's a wonderful talk on this topic, by the way. That's going to be linked in the show notes for you too. But the intuitive mind, this part of the brain that can piece together it, what it does is, is that intuitive mind, the right side of the, the brain, pieces together from broad context. Like think of a helicopter vision. This is sort of global listening, sort of floating in the moment. That is given to the right side of the brain. It's this ability to take in various pieces of information without concentrating or focusing on any one thing and that is what einstein was talking about the the intuitive the intuitive mind and here i want to make a point to recognize we aren't talking about one side dominating the other but rather integrating both sides of the brain today by engaging both sides of the brain daily you can build neuronal fibers yeah I told you we're going to get into physics. We're going to get into a little bit of neuroscience. This is going to be a great show. You can build neuronal fibers, and that's neuroplasticity at work, essentially. Neuroplasticity, love this thing. It can happen at any age, so you're not you're not just you don't stop with neuronal fibers at a certain age you can keep developing those so between the right and left hemisphere there's this there's this organ called the corpus callosum and it connects to each hemisphere of the brain now the corpus callosum is fascinating it's as i said it's the organ in the brain which has it has fibers connecting to both hemispheres and it is responsible for inhibiting activities in each of the hemispheres We're going to get back to the corpus callosum and Einstein because that's super fascinating. But right now, we're going to stick that up on the coaching table and get back to it. So just file this in the back of your mind. I presented it for a purpose. I promise to talk to you about breaks. And so far, we haven't even taken one. So let's do that right now. As a coach to busy healthcare executives and clinicians, I can tell you that the number one derailer for leaders is managing conflict. That's the number one thing people really want to talk about. Can I help you find ways to positively address conflict so you don't fall into that trap? Because among my C-level executives, this is one of the top areas where we partner together. So if you know someone who's ready to stop spinning their wheels and want to start getting some momentum in the positive direction, tell them about OptimumVobis.com. And you can get more information at the website. That's O-P-T-I-M-U-M-V-O-B-I-S dot com. And while we're on break, let me share with you the news that I've launched the Patreon site for you, for the listeners. The Patreon site is patreon.com forward slash leadership it'll, I'll stick it in the show notes for you too. But it's, this is a place, this is a community for us. And there's free stuff on there. There also, you can subscribe at various different levels, various wisdom levels that I have for you. And if you take the high, and right now I've got super special pricing. If you take the philosophical wisdom level, which is the highest tier that we have. So if you take that and really guys, it's really super pricing. If you take that, not only do you get all of the the worksheets assessments techniques things that are there that you can take and use but you will also get a coaching call you get a free coaching call and you'll be invited to an ask me anything session so all that's there check it out patreon.com lighthearted forward slash lighthearted leadership all right so back from break to einstein so once again where we talked about the left You know, focused, rational, faithful servant and the right hemisphere, this global thinking, the intuitive mind, this gift and the corpus callosum, the bridging organ that has neural fibers into each hemisphere. Now, the reason, left side, (laughs) the reason we developed this first is because, as I mentioned, Einstein had an impeccable work ethic if You want to call it that, or overwork 10 hours, and no judgment here. You guys know I don't judge, <laughs> I'm just telling you how it is. So, 10 hours a day, six days a week, he worked, but he also had a remarkable capacity for reflection. When he was 16, he had this thought experiment that I told you about that led him to discover the theory of relativity. And while we're not going to get into into that. I, I'll i post where where you can read all about it. It, re, it really is kind of a fascinating story. So it didn't come overnight, right? The, the theory of relativity didn't come to him overnight. He had to work on it. It took him seven long years, working 10 hours a day, six days a week. And it was this fact that led Tesla and SpaceX CEO Elon Musk to tweet, now back in, in 2018, that When it came to his companies, he tweeted, quote, unquote, or quote here, quote, there are way easier places to work, but nobody ever changed the world on 40 hours a week, end quote. That was it. That was his tweet. Now, he was roundly criticized by the BBC and others, but what is always so hard to capture in a message of 280 characters or less is the rest of the story as Paul Harvey would say. And here, no judgment on Elon Musk either way. Here is the rest of the story. What he was capturing in that statement was this concept that Einstein worked these 10 hours a day, six days a week, and his work week included breaks. In fact, Albert Einstein had this to say about his mental breaks. Now now listen to this. This, was this, this is a second quote that I promised you I was going to give you, and this one is is really astounding, so it goes: No telephones, no responsibilities. Absolute tranquillity. I am lying on the shore like a crocodile, allowing myself to be roasted by the sun. Never see a newspaper and do not give a hoot about the so-called world." End quote. From Albert Einstein. Doesn't give a hoot about the world while he's in this state of just absolute break. And that's what he had to say about the importance of the intuitive mind and cultivating this gift of thinking in broad strokes And giving yourself this wide berth to pause. And it's exactly this pause or gap space where you can bring together so many different connections intuitively. I have so many of my clients that will, they're, they're, I work with very busy, very, very bright people, clinicians, C level executives, executives in healthcare who, in many cases, understand the concept, whatever the concept may be that we, like, I, I get it. I, it. It makes sense, but explain that to me, because they're, they're very, very rational. Explain that to me and, and break it down, essentially. This concept, this intuitive mind, it, it doesn't know how it knows. It can't explain it when you're on that side of the brain. It, it can't explain it. It's just intuitive at that level, until you bring it to the rational mind. You take that to the rational mind, and the rational mind can break it down, can make sense of it, can put, you know, okay, A plus B equals C. And I promised to tell you about the corpus callosum and Einstein. So remember, we talked about the corpus callosum, this bridging organ in the middle of the brain that bridges both hemispheres left and right. And you remember the corpus callosum, right? It hasn't been that long. Come on, guys, stay with me here one of the things that it does is when you're thinking on the right side of the brain, it inhibits the other side. It inhibits the left. When you're thinking left-sided, it inhibits the right. And effective leaders use both sides of the brain in equal measures, which gives credence really to the book by Marshall Goldsmith, What Got You Here Won't Get You There. It's a great book, by the way. And, and maybe I'll talk about it on a future podcast, but and it addresses that, that concept that great individual contributors, at some stage, you need to make a shift from being great individual contributors to being great leaders, which means you have to learn how to share leadership, how to manage conflict, how to delegate, among other things, and use both sides of your brain more and more. So you may be surprised to learn going back to the corpus callosum and AIDS, I promise I'm going to get there folks. Hang on. So you may be surprised to learn that that there are, there are types of leaders and these types of leaders who shift back and forth from left and right, they tend to create a more effective work environment. And they do this by engaging both sides of the brain. They do it daily. They build neuronal fibers. Remember we talked about neuroplasticity at work. You can build neuronal fibers and they build neuronal fibers between the corpus callosum and each hemisphere of the brain because that corpus callosum, is, it's that bridge. It's that bridge between both hemispheres. Now here, getting back to Einstein, I promise, I told you I was going to get here. <laughs> so research has shown, again, that's all going to be in the show notes. Lightheartedleadership.com. You can get them there. So research has shown that Albert Einstein so he donated his brain to science and science has done what science does. Science did, I suppose. Science did what what the things that science is meant to do. They studied his brain and what they found, really fascinating study, how they did this study, but what they found, and I'll just, just boil it down to what, what it was that they found, that Albert Einstein had a significantly thicker corpus callosum than any of the control subjects. I found that fascinating. There's a whole post on that. That's going to be in the show notes too because I don't have time to get into it on the show today. So the question you may be asking yourself is... Lizette, wow, you really look up some really strange stuff. What's wrong with you? Okay, we're not going to answer that question today. Maybe we'll talk about that on another episode. But the question I'm hoping you're asking yourself is, Lisette, hey, tell me, how can I engage my corpus callosum a little bit more? I want to be one of these types of leaders who uses both left and right brain thinking, who's more effective so that I can manage that conflict, so that I can delegate more. Help me out here. And I'm about to do that. So what I can and what I'll tell you is that that really to engage your your corpus callosum, it's going to be different for every single person. That's the short answer. Sitting and thinking about nothing for hours (laughs) worked well for Albert Einstein. My daughter, on the other hand, she'd probably pitch a fit if I just even insinuated that she had to do this. So it may not work for you. And think about it this way. Consider it like a muscle. And if you've never exerted it, you're going to get sore quick or bored or think any failed attempt is a failure. And if that's you, really, quite honestly, we should talk. Like, seriously, look me up. (laughs) Let's chat so that you can be living your best life. I'm gonna tell you something guys failure is data failure is data folks go get some good data so here are some things that you can do and try to play with in small ways right if you've never used this muscle you're not gonna be the rock okay it's just not gonna happen tomorrow so Give yourself a little bit of grace. (laughs) So what you could do, there are lots of things. I'm going to give you lots of different options. You pick, you do you, but here are a few things that you could do. You know, exercise, actually, when you're exercising, doing something, you can enter this state of like, hmm, just really not thinking about too much, other than that's really painful. (laughs) That might be the thought that enters in. And and the thing is, the more that you do this activity, this sort of this break activity, this this sort of broad thinking and taking space, the more you can take it into different areas in your life. That's why sometimes, you know, exercise might get you there. Meditation. But meditation isn't for, it it isn't for everyone. So not everyone can can sit and think. There are different types of meditation. There's a whole world of meditation because it's not just sitting in lotus position or singing kumbaya there's all sorts of different meditation we may or may not get it out onto a podcast you'll have to let me know what is it that you want to hear more of because i i can give you a whole mess of information on meditation but meditation taking taking a breath taking a moment just to release your thoughts coming back to them Meditation can be one way. Breathing, you know, I mentioned breathing. There's, there are, that's a whole nother episode. (laughs) So we could talk about all sorts of different breathing techniques. There's tactical breathing that we could talk about. Actually, there's a few breathing techniques that are really good for sleep. Um, If that's something you're interested to learn more about, let me know. We'll, we'll put a show together on it. But there are breathing techniques that you can use and it can just simply be a breath. A breath where all you do is just concentrate on the breath your body what's going on what do you feel what don't you feel and sort of stepping away a little bit daydreaming daydreaming when's the last time you've daydreamed seriously daydreaming that's a thing That's an exercise. Tell people, hmm, my executive coach gave me an exercise today and I'm supposed to daydream. Off you go. This concept of work and break. This is another, another thing you could do. Having this cycle where your break, the time that you spend away from work, away from thinking on that focused item that you're working on, that break is just as important as that meeting that went long. Your breaks can go long. You know, how about that? And in the end, do you? What what works for you? Do you need to schedule a break in? How does that work for you? Do you need to schedule a doodle break? <laughs> Puzzle breaks? There's so many more. And I don't have time to get to them all. But those are a few things that come to mind. And today we talked about your brain. We talked about your brain on break. We talked about your brain on focused work. And we talked about Albert Einstein and the wisdom he had to give us in these two quotes about the intuitive mind being the sacred gift and the rational mind being the faithful servant Go appreciate the gift. So what I want to ask you today is what have you learned about yourself? And how do you want to apply that learning that you're taking away for yourself today? If you like the show, then follow us. Follow the show at lightheartedleadership.com. I cover a number of topics plaguing busy people and leaders in simple and lighthearted ways. Can I help you explore ways that you can strengthen your corpus callosum? If so, check out what it's like working with me at lightheartedleadership.com. Join us next time where we'll continue this lighthearted discussion. And if you like the show, I encourage you to follow us. Stay light, my lighthearted friends, and we'll see you next time. All right, my lighthearted friends, thank you for joining me for today's show. Join me next time for a lighthearted look at how you can elevate your leadership. You have been listening to Optimum Vobis Presents Lighthearted Leadership with Dr. Lizette Warner. Life is a winding road No telling where it goes Driving through days and nights Stop for traffic lights, and I I really wanna know, really wanna know if I will ever figure out where the road goes. Even if I'm falling down, I will keep on searching for my highs. You can say my mind i will keep on holding my head high even if the sky is falling down